What's up, boys and girls? Thank you for tuning in to the Josh Belcher Experience. I'm your host, Josh Belcher. Remember, this podcast is unique, just like all the other ones you listen to. The only thing that truly sets us apart is your host has an ADHD-driven mind, followed by a splash of bipolar tendencies. Now sit back, relax, hold on to your seats, and let's get this party started. Boys and girls, thank you once again for listening to the Josh Belcher Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Belcher, alongside my co-host and friend, musician Sam Madewell. How you guys doing? Okay, the interview we're doing right now is a big one because we went to Cardboard Films Studio where we talked with Taylor Burgess and Peyton McCollum about the boxer Caleb Sweet Hands Plants documentary film, Sweet Hands. Now, um, a very in-depth interview, got to see some footage, uh, just gives you goosebumps. Um, what, what did you think about that, Sam? Just going in there and talking to those guys about uh, this career of this Middle Tennessee Nashville native who is now uh, taking the boxing world by storm. I thought it was pretty exciting, uh, just seeing the whole little way they do it and uh, meeting the guys and explaining the, uh, the whole process behind it. Uh, it's pretty in-depth. Yeah, it's a great time. Anyway, we won't uh, take too much of your time. You get to listen to the podcast uh, interview right here, right now. All right, enjoy. It's a great one. Ding, ding, ding. All right, we're discussing Caleb Sweethand's plant. Um, his, uh, his biography, his documentary, documentary that's coming out, and we're super pumped about it. Saw it on his website, sitting here with the guys that brought it to life. Uh, go ahead and state some names, and let's just get discussing it. Yeah, I'm Taylor uh, Burgess, and uh, my, my partner Peyton McCollum over here. Yeah, and he has a really nice Beach Boy style Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> we really like that, yeah. yeah and, and Sam Madewell's here with How us. How you doing? And we just, you know, I saw it on the website and the little snippet there and the music and everything just get the goosebumps. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you guys have followed him around almost like you knew he was going to take over the world. Yeah, well, yeah, dude, so the first, we we had started the the film company, we were probably four years into doing film. Uh, We were just doing little rinky-dink jobs and stuff. And then, uh, uh, so my, our best friend uh, worked with his sister-in-law. And so we actually saw when oh, Caleb, his, his, or his, his sister. stepsister, Sest- yeah, yeah or no, sister, yeah, half sister, half sister. Sorry, yeah. dude, that was you cut all that crap. Yeah, out. yeah. Um, sister, no. sister, sister. Yeah, yeah. but uh, so uh, I went to the gym after I'd seen he's, he had signed with Al Heyman, um, and I went to the gym and I was like, hey man, do you care if I just start filming you? Uh, and this is like 2015, maybe. And I was like, do you care if I start following you? I think he's 6-0 and at the time. And uh, he's like, no. And I was like, well, just tell me. This is the first time I've ever met him after a training session. And we sit down. And I was like, man, just tell me why you love boxing. And, like, I look at him and he just starts crying. Really? First time I've met him, like, just one-on-one. And he's just like, man, boxing is, you know, everything. It's like, it's, it's the whole reason I'm alive basically and so I was like holy crap I you know I've got to yeah. I've got to I got to keep on with this um, you know and, and bringing up that like I said you know and I'm proud of him because you know I'm a native Tennessean which is like rare it's like finding a unicorn yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got this this guy representing us you know from here 
and he's he's taking it everywhere. But like like even I'm going to reference Mike Lee when he boxed him, and Mike Lee's making fun of him. Oh, you're stalking me and following me around. He studied him note for note, and you could mm-hmm. see it because it, you know he 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 swept through him like a hurricane. He was like in and out. He was bad. It, I mean, it yeah. like like it just totally dominated yeah. him. And one won the whole mental thing before mm-hmm. the fight. Um, Caleb is he's special in a way that like when he says he's going to do something, he you know he does it. And, yeah. There's kind of no doubt that that he is uh, he's for real, man. And yeah, I think you first saw that with Jose. Yeah, like everybody was kind of doubting him, saying like, "There's no way this guy's going to get past Jose." Yeah, because you know they tell you, you know, you know, to make it sellable and, and do the whole, you know, the embellishments and everything. But when he gives you that quiet turn, like the Grim Reaper, to, to his opponent and tells him what he's going to do to him, yeah. you could take it to the bank. Yeah, because it's going to happen. And his eyes is like hollow. It's like looking in, into death's eyes. I don't know how to explain it, but like. He's one of them guys you're like, you don't want to mess with him. Which was going to bring up for me to ask you, like, is he approachable in real life? Because this is a guy, you know, could just kill you if he wanted he to. He's the sweetest yeah. dude. That's what's ever. crazy. He's very gentle. Yeah. A very yeah. gentle person. Very soft-spoken. Yeah. Like, uh, would he do anything for you? Like, I can call him up right now and be like, dude, I need, I need help with this. And he would, you know, he would like, if he wasn't in Vegas, he, but he would find a way to help you. Like, um... He's really he's he's two different. He, I don't want to say he's two different people. Um, he he only hates his opponent because he feels like they're going to take something from him. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah. It's it's like, a it's a trained thing that he has to look at them that way. A fighter's yeah. mentality, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's it's nothing personal. It's a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's what that's the most excited I am about sharing the documentary. Is there are lots of. You got you get to see lot captured that yeah a lot a lot more than just like the fighter that's presented you know to the world yeah like really in depth uh, and that's why you know I know it's a documentary I said biography because like looking at it, you're like this is like his life you're in there because you know from boxing to to how he got there and like you know we were discussing it earlier it was just like it's like you guys almost knew when you saw him that he's he's going to take over the world like just from watching him what just kind of do his sparring or whatever yeah man. Just well, yeah, just the way he acted, um, and I, I, I didn't. I just saw the, uh, I saw the, I saw the, the momentum and of the team behind him. Yeah. But uh, I really didn't like. I didn't know, and I kept on watching. And I studied and I studied him. Um, just then, I started noticing the way his promotional team was acting around him, uh-huh. and how they were. Just you could see the trajectory that they were putting. Him on. They knew it was going. Yeah, and they and they knew everybody around him knew that he was special. Yeah. Um, um, now, were were you guys with him when he when he went through the thing with his daughter? Was that uh? Was... No, his daughter had just passed away. Like I think like three or four months. Yeah, it was uh, it was still pretty fresh. Yeah. So yeah. we and he was dealing with some stuff. Like I I don't know how in depth we're gonna go in the documentary. Um, I mean, we get really in depth with that, but but he was even dealing with stuff with insurance companies not wanting to pay for uh, yeah. her funeral, and, and that, that makes time, it hard. I mean, all that. Yeah, and at that time he wasn't making any money. Right. Like, I mean, he wasn't making any money, um, and so that that struggle, um, you know, going watching him. I mean, we I've seen I've got a lot of videos and stuff. Jim sleeping in the the hospital, and you know, he the only time he would leave was to go train. And yeah. So. Um, yeah, it was, it was heavy, man. Uh, and then, you know, he went through the 
like the the you know his breakup with uh, you know with her mom and uh, that that didn't end the best you know it could mm-hmm. um, and then you know he's like finally up and he starts he meets Jordan uh, do you know much about Jordan I know she's like an analyst yeah I I, I I see him with her and I know I didn't know exactly to what capacity but I know she's like uh, she does reporting on boxing and things like that yeah dude she, and she's a she's yeah. a superstar yeah sorry about the train oh it's good hey <laughs> sound effects cool. are fun yeah, yeah. Um, but yes dude that, so that's when that's kind of when uh, Jordan came along about two years into the filming I guess and just changed everything changed the way yeah. his, his approach to food and training and all that stuff because she was a she was a college track athlete. Oh, right so. on. Yeah, and you guys are you guys are four years in with him now. Right? Yeah, four, yeah. four and a half. Four and a half. Wow. Yeah, going um, so, and I know you know I didn't want to talk too much about because it obviously it's dark. But is there going to be any coverage on, on what happened with his mom? Yeah, man, we filmed we filmed the funeral. Oh, really? He, he let yeah. us film the funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, yeah. I, I he hasn't talked about it much. Um, he sat down with us and talked about it, and we're. We're hopefully going to try to go a little in depth and go get some answers from Ashland City. Yeah. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people. Um, it's just a crappy situation, man. Yeah, it's yeah. it's awful. I mean, you know, an ambassador of our state. I mean, in any situation, somebody losing their mother, but but the way it happened, there's got to be a lot of stuff going on with that. Yeah. Yes. It's not it's not as cut and dry as people. It is. Yeah. On either side, I don't think. And you can but look at it two different ways. Yeah. And it's, it's really hard to come at that. Particularly, like, <coughs> it's hard for us to come at it because we're invested in Caleb. Yeah. And it's like, you, we're obviously have a bit of a bias. Of course. But, sure. And that's hard to not have. But at the same time, it's just like, we weren't there. And yeah. it's hard. I mean, yeah, there's the body cam footage, there's all that stuff, but still, it's just so hard to, like, navigate. Yeah, and I'm with really like being a fan and and, and bringing and, and and telling people about him because you know one out of every three people, uh, Sam and I work part time at a gym, mm-hmm. uh, Planet Fitness. And, yeah. You know, he, sports talking all the time. We'll be talking about him or whatever, and you know, uh, some people will know who he is and some people won't, and then we'll bring that up. And it's like like you said, we are biased, but a lot of questions I get from outside people or things they bring up is that you know it, it is a little petite woman. 60 years old yeah, yeah I mean like yeah. tiny uh-huh. and it's a knife yeah it's yeah. not a gun I mean yeah. you know I'm thinking tasers you know rubber Anything. bullets yeah. yeah and like I said being biased or not I'm thinking about what is this my mom your mom right anybody's grandma whatever it's just uh, there, it's, but there's also there's also that thing where um he's he's trying to protect the ambulance driver he knows that there's an unarmed like yep. unprotected ambulance driver there yeah and she, and she is walking towards him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so like, I want to navigate that story in as because I don't I don't I've I've we've heard from several people that the officer just feels like awful about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And he he had to make that decision in nine seconds. You know? Right. Yeah. That's what, yeah. So it's like it's you got to keep that in mind too. Yeah. I think Caleb's done a really good job too of navigating. Yes. That. Yeah. 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 Uh, he didn't. He like he like honored his mother and talked about how he wished it had happened different without like. There was no letting blame. rage. There's no shame. Yeah. There's, there's no nothing. It was just, just a, a horrible tragedy. Yeah, yeah. It was a bad thing that happened. 
and we're here to honor my mother. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't some kind of victim thing. It yeah. was just it was, hey, this this sucks so yeah. bad. Yeah. Um but this is how it happened and we're gonna honor her. Yeah, I mean he, yeah, yeah. To the dra- the draft trunks, you know, um I guess they call them trunks. They were their box in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another thing, and I wanted to say about him that it really, I really enjoy is that with athletes, you know, a lot in any sport, you know, it's like you can take the the boy out of the country scenario. Like he's not a product of his environment. He learned from it and, and ran with it. Versus, you know, I'm I'm just I'm this. You know, I came from this poverty. I just have a lot of money. He actually, he like, you can tell he is he is. Uh, has a gratitude, I guess you could say, for everything he's doing. Yeah. Like, he does not take it for granted. Not at all. And, and he knows, I think he knows, He's he feels that it could be gone at any minute. Sure. And that's um, how he treats it. It's like, it's does. one fight at a time, one step at a time. Um, and I've heard him talk a couple of times, I don't know if you guys know about this, but I'd like to see him come box at home. Oh, my gosh. I think that's the plan, oh, man. Yeah, I yeah. agree, but, but like Taylor said, I think that's... I think that's the plan. Hopefully that's think, what happens, yeah. If not next fight, the next. They're yeah. trying to – that's the whole goal with, like, getting him on in front of that Pacquiao. Yeah. Um, like, I think 1.4 million people watched that fight. Yeah. Uh, and that was up from the million that watched the Jose mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. So they're trying to make sure that when they come here outside of a major boxing market right. that there's a that there's you know it works yeah worth their while yeah. uh, uh we've heard we've heard like the fox executives talk about wild horse the wild horse saloon yeah that'd be interesting That's cool like that'd be so cool cuz would cuz the the fight in LA was at uh, Microsoft Theater uh-huh. um so it was like a smaller venue had like 5000 people yeah. and they put the ring on the stage oh, um, cool. and so the setup was awesome yeah. there, and so, like the wild horse would be rad. It'd be good for Nashville. Yeah. It'd be right um, in the middle of yeah. downtown. Also, he he's he's kind of like he's t- actually talked to some of the the people with the Preds, and so they you know yeah. So Bridgestone yeah. is it would be an option. Municipal might not be bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. You know what would be cool? This is what I just thought. It'd be you know how downtown Nashville is having all these events on actual Broadway. All outside. How freaking cool! One of the old school. Oh my oh, gosh! Man. That would be rad, be man. Amazing. Yeah, like the Thriller in Manila. Yeah. yeah, we know Butch Spearman. Yeah. Hey, that's what we need to do. The, the Bash in Nash. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. dude. Like yeah, that. yeah. I mean, there'd be so much hype. There would be so many people. With the, it's a great the, idea. Yeah. yeah. It you is. can control the light pretty well because I mean, yeah. it kind of controls you itself. You put that cover over it like they used to do. <laughs> yeah. At like Caesars uh, outside. Totally. You remember when that guy flew the uh, that parachute into the Which one? Who was room? that? Yeah, I do remember that. I, don't, I forgot. There was, was a guy it? had a fan. Well, he filled a Riddick boat. Yes. I think it was. you punched him. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah he did. And the guy like he knocked him out, but he had like a fan on him, <laughs> like, on his back. And he flew his parachute around and yeah. into the, tried to fly yeah. into the ring. Because the best thing about that fight, too, is, uh, you know, it would be good for downtown as far as revenue. You know, the people that could watch from the top of the building. It would be, I mean, it just would be, be awesome. That's the best idea I've heard two people have all day. And I, the day just started. But, <laughs> yeah. And uh, by the way, I wanted to mention, uh, you and I have on the same shirt, and we're both wearing it very well. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I was very proud of that. We look like we could be related. We You'd could. be the better looking of the family, though, what? obviously. It's, it's close, dude. Yeah, but we're I was digging that. Yeah, yeah, we are. We have that curse. But um, anyway, are you, um, is this is this Sundance? Is this going to Sundance, Nashville Film and all that? Dude, we don't know. So I, I went through uh, the Nashville Film Festival with a short film 
that I had two years ago, I guess, yeah. two-ish. Um, and it won an audience award. And um, What was that? Which one was it's that? It's called Martha. Uh, it's about a, a 92-year-old lady who uh, wrote children's songs wow. all her life, and nobody <laughs> had recorded them. And so I took her into the studio, and we recorded all of her children's right songs. On. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was really cool. It was like 14 minutes long. Cool. Um, and so uh, I, I love my experience through the Nashville Film Festival. Um, festivals are are annoying and expensive to, to enter. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably do three or four, hopefully. Yeah. But our our end goal is to sell it to uh, a Netflix. Yeah. Shoot. Or yeah, a, yeah. Uh, um, even a Showtime. Yeah. Um, like uh, uh, so, somebody like that. So yeah. Vice picks up some pretty groovy stuff. That would be great that. too, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the fortunate thing is we've been working on it for a year or for four four and a half years and we own every bit of it. That's like beautiful. We we haven't we've paid for it slowly yeah. out of our own pocket. So you've been documenting this for four years, Caleb? Four yeah. and a half wow. years. Yeah. It's like I said, it was almost like that a premonition that he was gonna be the baddest man on earth. Yeah, it was crazy, man, how it happened. Yeah. That's just oh. that's just awesome stuff. I, I I love to hear it, and like I said, watching the video, you know me. I'm a I'm a go getter. Like I said, the podcast is right off my phone. I'm not a fancy guy, but when I see something that intrigues me, I, I have to knock on the door to that. And I'm, I was so thrilled to come talk to you guys. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. That was that was very. And uh, I can't wait for cool. the whole world to see it. Um, and uh, I just I just hope that maybe we can like sit in the back when you when you play it, you know, at Belfort sure. or something. Yeah, you'll, <laughs> you'll get you'll get two VIP tickets. You're the first. Absolutely. You're the first people actually like. Have want to talk to us about it other than the fox guys yeah. did you see the fox piece i didn't but i want to gotcha you should watch the fox piece yeah, it's like it, a 30 it, minute is it on youtube or i mean what are i'm you? sure it is now yeah, yeah. yeah. what is the release date we don't know okay yeah. we we thought we were done after he won the world title um and he you know uh then, well how do you decide when you stop documenting this? we how you do just you kind of uh, that's the thing with with documentary filmmaking is you you just have to call it. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you see it play out. Yeah. So there's one of those things where I feel like somebody told us once upon a time, just like a good artist knows when to stop. Yeah. And I mean, we True. had a stop and it was like, all right, this is great. And then mom happened. Yeah, his mom. I got a call from Taylor on a Saturday being like, did you hear? I'm like, no. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then it just like, because. We were just we were we were done. We were like he started. He'd almost had everything. Edited. I had I'm an hour and a half edited. Yeah. Um, piece and then we were. I was finishing up like talking to people, talking to producers, trying to figure out how to sell yeah. this stuff. And then we get a, we get a message saying, "Do you hear about Kate's mom?" Yeah. And so it can't, it can't end there. Of course, uh-huh. no. You know. Right. Yeah. So the homecoming. He's getting married in October here. Yeah. Um, and we're we'll be yeah. there. We'll we'll film that. And, yeah. It's almost um, like the story arc hockey stick. Yeah. We bit. have rights to the honeymoon. Probably, probably, probably a little extra. No inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's such a great story, man. It's just it's awesome, and like I said, I try to tell everybody I can about it because like I said, he's he's my hometown hero. Yeah. And we're in a time and an age right now in life where people you know people don't talk to each other no more. We need a champion. You yeah. know, like kind of like remember the Cinderella Man movie? Yeah, this yeah. is our Cinderella Man. You know, he's like it's like he's in there fighting for us. And I have a story, and it's going to be kind of cheesy. But I go to the gym, and I'm trying to work on my physique and everything. And I have a picture of him when he won the championship, and he's holding his knuckle up. And when I don't feel like going to the gym, I hit it it's right by my light. I hit it every day. Right on. 
fist bump him. That's not cheesy. Yeah. That's badass. Well, I just, I mean, because I'm thinking, you know, whatever I've got going on, this is my champion for my town, and I just, I'm bumping him. You know, I just, I like him. I just, I, I can't wait. Hopefully, one day get to see him. And, and um, you know, usually when he's out signing his autographs, and I'm at work somewhere. You know, working two jobs, or you know, and this is my new hobby that I enjoy very much. But yeah. I just, I it want inspires his, you. Yeah, oh, I just yeah. want as many people to know about it because. It's just a great thing to have, you know, your own champion. Somebody, and somebody like that, he's just awesome. He, he wasn't given to him. He's had to earn every inch, and he, he's telling you, you know. That's Dude, cool. and he's having to yeah. earn it. He's having to earn more than most, too. Like, he had he had stuff stacked against him more than most people yeah. and still did it. And it's great because he tells him, he goes, you have plan A, B, C, and D. I got the one. Yeah. yeah, he's telling you it's great. Just yeah. he he's he's a publicist dream, but it, he's authentic. It's not he's not like you're he's doing this just to do bells and whistles. When he gives you that dark eye, you're looking at your end. You know you yeah. you need to go file your insurance because you're going to have to have a <laughs> good policy because it's coming. Yeah, you know, and yeah. uh, it just and I really appreciate. You know, I know you guys got stuff to do. I did want to talk just the last question about sure. your actual business because I know. Besides documentaries, I've seen you've got videos. You guys do all kind of stuff. What I mean, if somebody wanted to come utilize you, are you available to the public or, or what, sure, what's going yeah. on there? Yeah. So the main thing, how we pay the bills, um, uh, we we do about fifty percent promotional, uh, like commercial work. So we do um, we do short uh, kind of ad campaigns, maybe over over Facebook or uh, you know social media, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some uh, like. Kind of short form documentary stuff, but for companies, yeah, um, yeah, real lifestyle focused. Yeah, yeah. we work. Like we work for schools making admissions content, um, mm-hmm. and then we have about thirty five to forty percent of our business is still weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do wedding videos. How about uh, music videos? You ever we do those? Dabbled? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's in a band that's on the rise that I, I've been kind of doing a little bit of work with. What's it called? The Cam Pierce Band. Cool. And that's, that's what they need. They need somebody to, yeah. you know, do some stuff for them because I really dude. think, yeah, we're yeah. here. We're yeah. networking sure. inside of networking. That's good. That's right. so. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, we also got, just got into podcast production. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny that uh, that we said we're about to uh, to go do, uh, do you, you a Titans fan at all? Oh, yeah. Huge. Uh, so, yeah, we so we produce uh, uh, a podcast with Taylor Lewan and uh, Will Compton. Yeah, yeah. Bustle with um, the boys. Bustle with the boys. That's so, awesome. Yeah, um, Lewan's the man. Yeah, he is. He's a yeah. rad dude, man. Um, I ran. I actually did the Titans 5K this year. Oh yeah, that was pretty swell. Yeah, that's I've, awesome. Uh, that that's my home team. You know, like I said, I'm proud of my team. I had an Oilers jersey and Eddie George one. Yeah. When everybody else was wearing Randy oh, Moss. Yeah, yeah. I had the Tennessee Oiler jersey. Nice. So yeah, I mean, you know, I've been with them through the get, and you know, I know. Every year, I keep saying the same thing. They're gonna, they're gonna do it. But you know, I just love them. You can't help it. That's yeah, our team. Me too, man. But that's great. So cardboard films, you can find them online. Uh, yeah. you, Sam, you're gonna let them do a video for you. Sure, I love it, man. And really, sweet, really cool guys. Sweethandsfilm.com. Yeah, that's the most important. Sweethandsfilm. Uh, you can go to uh, and see and learn about Caleb Plant, our hometown hero. But this this uh, documentary is gonna be the best thing since. Uh, Raisin bread, some sliced bread. That's right. Raisin, so. I think so too. I like raisin bread. I'm on I a do kick. Too, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, with names once again. Taylor. Yeah. Taylor and Peyton. Peyton. Taylor and Peyton. Two two great guys. Two great names. Cardboard Films. Sweet Hands Films. Bam. And uh, yeah, we're out of here. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Had a good time speaking with Holiday State, brand new country trio out of Orange 
County, California. Brothers Brandon, Brett, and Brian DeLora are going to be discussing their Nashville debut at the Wild Horse Saloon, their new single, Friday Feeling, and what they've got coming up musically here in their future. All right, here we go. Here's a snippet from Holiday State's brand new single, Friday Feeling. Enjoy. for taking the time to talk with us. Um, just got the thing about the debut at the Wild Horse in Nashville with a few uh, with a full band there. Can you guys describe how that was, how that went off for you? Man, it was pretty cool. The uh, stage was pretty massive, so that was that was fun. <laughs> uh, was it, was this your first time with a full playing uh, with a full band, or is that just the first time playing their live like that? It was first first time mm-hmm. playing their live. Yeah, yeah, we've we've done uh, multiple shows before with with our full band, but uh, yeah, it was a cool experience, great sound, a bunch of awesome. people came out, and uh, had a good time. That's cool. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty groovy place. But uh, anyway, next on to the new single, Friday Feeling. It's a great uh, feel good tune. I uh, really dig it. Like the video and the concept. Um, are you getting good feedback with that as far as playing it live and like with your fans and everything? Yeah, man, people people are constantly sending us videos of them listening to the track. Um, <laughs> it's the it's got that summer vibe. So you know, when we went to the studio, we wanted to we knew summer was coming up. We wanted to write something that was just going to be a, a feel good, like happy sing along song. So um, and then Friday feeling came from that. So yeah, yeah, very catchy, very up, very uplifting. I, I was digging it. Uh, I bet it's pretty awesome to play live, and, and the crowd response got to be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, next question, which is, you know, reading the bio and everything, I was very interested. How did three brothers from Orange County, California, decide that country music was the avenue you guys wanted to take? Um, was well, as, as kids, you know, our parents were always playing music around the house, all different, all different genres and stuff. But, uh, you know, we started getting into it right around the time, like Lone Star and Rascal Flatts started coming out and, Coming heavy with that that country pop sound, uh-huh. so uh, I mean we had always been into pop music. Uh, we we were always going to uh, like different country shows. Um, we were going line dancing and stuff. And we were a little younger, so it was like, let's try this country pop. So we recorded a song with our, our producer Andy Sheridan out in Nashville, and that was you know came out good. So that was the direction that we we decided to go in. So. Very, very yeah, we kind of just always uh, we kind of just always went out to the uh, when it started becoming the the before it started becoming the big thing out at a stagecoach um, out out in Indio uh, we we were going to that um, every year and and seeing all the the artists and and 
everything was was great with the with the country music and country concerts and something that we wanted to be a part of. So um, then it become became the big old the whole hot concert to go out to stagecoach every year and everybody party and do their thing. So um, yeah, we just love country music all around. It's pretty much like all we listen to when we drive around, and, and yeah. so we wanted to uh, to get into that and uh, give the country thing a shot since uh, we're digging the country feels and all around. So. It's just yeah, it's a good vibe and the fan base is really you know they're dedicated so um, you got you got fans forever with them so <laughs> yeah well yeah we're we're glad to have you here as far as in the Nashville you guys are bringing some new some new light to it and and the songs sound really good and something we quite don't have here yet so you know glad to have you here in the in the south and uh, in the music city as they call it um so what what's next talking for you guys what are you guys coming up here uh, around the corner anything anything exciting going on. Um, we, we were actually just out in Nashville, and we uh, we met up with with a few labels, and then we did a you know obviously the Wild Horse Saloon, what we talked about, and then uh, we did today in Nashville. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. That was our TV debut. Yeah, I and saw then, that. Uh, I saw that on YouTube, a little snippet of it. So yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then we'd be going in the studio, probably recording uh, some new songs, and then in uh, September 13th and 14th, we're going to be at the LA County Fair. Uh, we're playing eight shows there, so. Wow. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Yeah. That's, so that's on, the, on the horizon for us, and, uh, you know, we'll hope to be out in Nashville again soon doing our thing, so. That's cool. But, yeah, uh, you yeah, guys check out Holiday State on their website, on YouTube, and all that good stuff. Hey, guys, thanks for uh, loaning me some time today. I uh, look forward to catching you locally and then uh, wherever you're at on tour. And uh, don't see anything but big things on your horizons. Thanks, uh, thanks for your time. Yeah, Sounds thanks, good. Thanks, thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, all right. Later, guys. Bye, man. You too. Bye, Uh, this week's Josh Belcher experience, Mark Isms with Mark McNamee. Uh, preseason football is about to be underway. He's from Philadelphia. He's an Eagles fan. <clears throat> He's going back to his home in Philadelphia here for a little vacation. We're learning some stuff. Uh, what are your Eagles going to do this year, Mark? The Eagles not going to make it to the Super Bowl. They might make it to the semifinals, but they got to get a year back on shape with Wentz. It's not going to be the first full year for him. And I think it'll take a while, at least a year, to get him back where he should be. I hear. As a Titans fan, I say that every year. I've been saying it for almost 20 now, so I understand. Hey, let's look at this fun fact thing we saw. In 1988, the Philadelphia Eagles helped make the world's largest cheesesteak. And to no one's surprise, it was the length of a football field. Were you in Philadelphia in 1988? Did you see this happen? I was in Philadelphia in 1988, but no, I did not see I'm sure I saw it on the news. I mean, that's an amazing feat as long as the football field. Yeah. I can only imagine how many people took to eat it. They uh, probably took the whole stadium <laughs> to eat the cheesesteak. Um, Simply are, awesome. Are you going to get a cheesesteak when you go home? No, actually, I'm probably going to get a hoagie. A hoagie. What on and, and, and let me tell you about the word hoagie, where it came from. Please. The word hoagie came from in 1900s, late 1800s, from the Hog Island Shipyard where the Italian women used to make their husband's sandwiches. And they were on a long piece of bread and some meat on there. And they actually got the name Hoggy, <laughs> not Hoagie. 
and it originated from the Hog Island Shipyard. Wow, that is impressive. I never knew that. I've always just called it a hoagie. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, what we were the originals. Yes. There's a lot of firsts that happened. The first uh, medical hospital was in Philadelphia. That's right. First newspaper. Yep. First Liberty Bell. And the first Friends Hospital was the first hospital founded for psychological care. Really? Yep, in northeast Philadelphia. Oh, well, that's where I need to go visit myself. They they were founded by the Quakers. Because back then in that time, they were very close with families. And they would mix together from family to family and develop certain situations. That's awesome. Well, everybody, we wish Mark safe travels as he goes home. We'll catch him when he gets back for another Markism. He can tell us of all of his adventures. What are you looking forward to the most about going back to your native land? Uh, to see my kids, yeah. my mom, the grandkids, and uh, get some good Italian food. Italiano. All right, everybody, have a good week. Would like to say goodbye? Hey, have a great day, man. They say great things come in threes, and that is most definitely the case with emerging country trio Mama Deer, who is currently on a month-long residency in France. Got a call from them today from Morocco. They're in the area opening up for people like John Legend, Sting, Enrique Iglesias, and the Jacksons. Yes, those Jacksons, the Michael Jackson Jacksons. Anyway, we're going to discuss in this interview their new single, Steal Away how life is over there currently when they're coming back to the mainland here in nashville and getting ready to record some new music and a whole bunch of other great stuff so we're going to kick that off here in a second thank you this right here is a brand new country tune that'll make you feel good all the way to the moon this is mama dear with their brand new one steal away Experience podcast got the uh, the super brand new emerging country trio Mama Deer with me calling from Monaco, many many thousands of miles away. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing awesome. We're pumped to be here. Thanks for having us. Hey, uh, very pumped. If you guys would state your names again, if you don't mind. Yeah, I am Kelly, and I'm Dan. I'm Parker. Hey, uh, Ke- uh, Kelly, Dan, and Parker. As group Mama Deer, and uh, you know, really enjoyed your brand new single. Just uh, got to dig in that and grooving it. That's awesome. Uh, steal away. Um, so, Thank so tell you. us, uh, you know, anyway, you guys are calling from Monaco. Uh, can you tell us how, you know, you, we're, I was reading about this residency uh, and performing with like the likes of John Legend, Sting, uh, Enrique Iglesias, and the Jacksons. I'm assuming like the Michael Jackson Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. yeah, it's this just awesome summer long festival and it's this beautiful it takes place every every night takes place in this beautiful open air venue right on the Mediterranean Sea and it's like it's just a beautiful, beautiful spot. And so yeah, we are just the we're the openers every night for all those acts that you just mentioned. Um and then the most famous night we just did, uh, which is the Red Cross Gala and 
was there and like we got to got to play for the like for their first dance, the Prince and Princess and open for John Legend that night. So it was really cool. Um and uh yeah, it's just uh it's pretty wild to, to be here uh, among the you know, a little country band in the glitz and glam of the French Riviera. So it's uh it's it's pretty crazy, but we're having fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Talk about having your cake and then eating that bad boy too. <laughs> that, uh, um, Seriously, we, uh, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, and, and it just it just makes a guy like me proud. Like I said, out of Middle Tennessee, having a having a great country a group such as yourself representing over there and, and doing it to the fullest. So uh, kudos to you guys, and I know you got to be having a blast. Thanks, thanks, man. Thanks, we're having fun. We're trying to just soak up every moment. Some of them, like the Red Cross nights, they're very surreal, and you're like, oh my gosh, what is going on? So we're trying to just be thankful and just take it all in, and um, it's been a lot of fun. That's, this is just just very groovy. Um, another thing, and, and I wanted you to kind of to speak on it, and, and I read a little bit about it, but for the listeners, the band name has a, has a significant meaning behind it. Mama dear, can you can you uh, discuss that a little bit for us? Yeah, definitely. So so yeah, so Mama dear is a name of a lady that we met when we moved to Nashville, and she just kind of embodies uh, like hospitality, Southern hospitality. And just is very kind and welcoming, and and we uh, we we kind of met on a front porch, and so we've kind of always had that rootsy down home kind of vibe anyway. And when we met her and got to know her, um, she just embodied like what we wanted our brand and what we wanted our music to be about. So we named it named it after her. That, that's super cool. I love that story. I just think that's amazing how. The universe, if you want to call it that, lines people up and gets them together to, to create wonderful things such as you all are doing. Uh, you know, yeah, leading into that, the song "Steal Away," very, very awesome, very, very uh, catchy tune. Um, like the harmonies in it. Um, uh, and I was reading, you know, it's been a while since you guys recorded because you've been touring a lot, which is, you know, ideally the, the goal. So, is there going to be an album to follow? What's What's the future of music aside from, uh, you know, "Steal Away" currently? Oh, that's a good question. We are still creating that future. We're not. We have like four songs recorded right now that we're slowly putting out song by song. Uh-huh. Um, and this is really our first time putting out music for our friends and our fans and our families. So um, we're kind of just enjoying the process. We're still writing a bunch and recording new songs and trying to just figure out what it's all going to look like. But we're kind of just having fun sharing one at a time and kind of seeing where that takes us. But we're also, we're talking to record labels. We're trying to build those partnerships and just, we already have an amazing producer that we love. We work with an amazing artist development company and we're just trying to get all the right players in place. So when we're ready for that full album or that big release, um, kind of we'll have the right team in place. Right on. Gotcha. Yeah. Just, just letting it all kind of manifest right now, which is, I mean, you know, playing is, is what you're wanting to do anyway. We're just curious about that. And as far as like, um, what's next on the docket after you do this, uh, you know, this awesome residency, or are you coming back to the states, or, or what's what's on the horizon for you all? Yeah. yeah. So we're uh, yeah we are going to be like recorded wise, like Kelly said, we will be putting out new songs every four to six weeks that we're super excited about. So our next one we have coming out in like eight or nine days, which is uh which is going to be super fun, and then. Uh, yeah, throughout the fall, we're going to be releasing new music. That, that's something we're definitely looking forward to. But we're also going to be playing, you know, more shows with Josh Turner and hopefully others and, and doing some headlining shows uh, throughout the fall as well. So uh, this fall, we're definitely uh, definitely excited about what lays ahead. Well, 
hey, that's fantastic. Look forward to getting you back here and, and, and uh, meeting you all and giving you high fives and, and taking in the show yeah. live. Definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, we, we, we love, love that, man. I yeah. love your – we were looking at your slogan. I love that you say it's a unique podcast just like every other podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, see, the thing is with it is that, you know, I, I just started doing it not too long ago. I've done radio and journalism and everything, and – it, it is. Everybody's got one, but it's just a lot of fun, and, and you know, it gives me the opportunity to, uh, you know, get these these releases and, and talk to fantastic bands like you guys, and 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 see what you're doing and how and making a difference out in this world, and just and just talking about the stuff I love. And you guys seem like a great group, and and I really look forward to talking to you. And and thank you for giving me a call today. It was really wonderful uh, catching up, getting to know you a little bit. Thanks so much. We really appreciate it, Josh. Yeah, thanks, Josh, for having us. Yeah. Let's do it again. Oh, absolutely. We'll definitely do it. Like every time you release a song, it'll be like you know finding that right Easter egg, and we'll uh, we'll promote it. <laughs> it just we'll talk about it as we go. But hey, uh, you know I'll I'll let you guys go. Enjoy that wonderful countryside, and 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 break a leg every night you're doing it. And uh, when you get home, we'll definitely uh, get together, and I'll watch you guys do a little picking and grinning. That sounds Love great. It. Thank you so much, Josh. All right, thank you. Take care. Yeah. Peace All right. See you, Josh. Bye. Bye. Really excited about this next interview with Sister Hazel's drummer, Mark Trojanowski. Be talking about their brand new EP, Earth, their new single, Good For You, which premiered on The Country Note and 6.50 AM WSM Nashville today. Now, the EP is available for pre-order, which includes the donation of a tree planted. Now, Earth, the fourth installment of platinum-selling band Sister Hazel's cleverly-themed EP compilation series entitled Elements, is available September 6th, so get on board with that. We're going to be talking about that and the new music and how this song is causing quite a stir on country radio, so stay tuned for that. This is Sister Hazel with a new song, Good For You. Check it out wherever music is available. Drummer extraordinaire from Sister Hazel, Mr. Mark Kojanowski. Did I say that right, my friend? That is correct, man. Very good. Hey, thank you for uh, for speaking with us today. Really excited uh, about this new EP, Earth, set for September 6th. Um, and I like the concept you've got going. If you could uh, talk about that and elements there for a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah. No, we um, had just come off making the Chasing Daylight record a couple years ago, and took a long time to get that record finished and um, kind of got back in the studio to do a couple of songs. And I think everyone was like, hey, this is feeling great. Like, why do we need to wait, you know, to finish a 12-song record? Let's just put out um, smaller segments, EPs, and then we can kind of come up with a schedule where we can put out maybe four of these over two years because, we have all these songs that we were writing for the um, the Lighter in the Dark record, and we went ahead and, and just kind of come up with that process of going ahead to, you know, committing to doing four EPs in two years. 
Yeah, it's it's a it's an awesome ensemble of music. Uh, the new single that I got to listen to, "Good for You," I really like the sound of it, man. It's it's, it's punchy. It's it's got a it's got a good beat to it. I like the I mean I like the words and lyrics. Um, but it's, you know I saw it's debuting on like the country note and it's playing on the 650 WSM Grand Ole Opry. Um, that brought up my question: Are you guys leaning more towards country music now, or what's what's going on with that? Um, I don't think it's really anything that we're doing. I think it's just where the music scene has kind of changed over the last 15 years. I think so many, um, you know, we were kind of a sort of uh, hot AC kind of adult contemporary radio band um, back in the 90s and 2000s, and that format kind of disappeared, and rock kind of disappeared, and we've been the same band and the same sound for 25 years, and I think what um, the Dixie Chicks and Sugarland and some of these other bands and even Darius from leaving Hootie and doing his own solo career, that's yeah. pretty much what our sound has been. And so people have just kind of said, well, Sister Hazel is really kind of classified as a country act now because that's what their music is really, um, you know, what genre it fits in. Yeah, whatever category you guys are in, I mean, been been big fans since the beginning, and, and you know, living here in Nashville, we're glad to have you uh, in that genre, if that's what they call it. Uh, just really curious more than anything. But hey, hey whatever works, man. I'm glad you guys are still doing it after all this time. And um, yeah, um, I saw on your your uh, your tour schedule, you guys have a stop at Billy Bob's in Texas. Is that going to be for like a live recording and a DVD or something? No, I think it's just a normal tour date for us. You know, we're just kind of. On the road, we just were out for five days last week, and I think that week we're out for four or five days in Texas, and so that's just normal tour stop for us. Okay, right. I'm just curious. Every time I see somebody stopping there, you usually see like something about an album being recorded, but it's uh, all good. Um, Finally, I got one more for you, and like I said, thanks for speaking with me, and this is more of a a shout-out to you, but uh, one of the keys, I think, to – Sister Hazel's success and everybody liking them is the great rhythm that you provide on your end of, of the songs as a drummer. Um, what's your process on the kit uh, when creating new beats for songs? Because I think you're you're awesome when it comes to keeping keep the rhythm there for time. Well, thank you so much for that compliment. I appreciate it. Um, I think for me, um, it, it's always kind of been like uh, when I kind of got in the band originally, I was excited about being in a band that created original music. You know, I had played in so many cover bands and it was something I really hadn't thought about and it wasn't a pass for me for my journey what I was really on and so once I kind of got into it you know originally it was probably more thinking more analytically about the drum part and kind of create something cool drums and differently especially like on that uh, somewhere more familiar first record um, but I think as I got into it more um, and really kind of got into the Mellencamp and the Kerryonoff style of playing drums for the song, you know, I think you'll kind of see a change in my drumming over the records, especially, you know, once we got into, like, the Cautious record and the Chasing Daylight, I think you kind of see more of a change in the direction and, and kind of playing more for the song and leaving space for the vocals and really kind of, you know, getting into that singer-songwriter type of drummer kind of creating parts where you're not trying to step on the vocals and you're trying to find places to leave, um, you know, those memorable um, fills or other kind of, you know, segues and things like that and not overplaying the song. So 
to me, it's been a cool transition and a, you know, really kind of thinking about how to elevate the song to a different level and looking at the different parts from the verses. How can I make verse two stronger than verse one? And how can the bridge have a different feel? And so that's that's been really fun. And, you know, I really kind of think of it as how can I make the song better? Well, well, you succeed even even from the get. I mean, uh, you're you're very tasty. You mentioned Kenny Aronoff. Yeah, you're right up there uh, with those kind of drummers. You're definitely a drummer's drummer, my friend. Well, I appreciate it, Joshua. I really, you know, try to hone my craft and do the best I can as far as supporting these great songs that are we all kind of write together. Yeah, it's awesome. Hey, uh, you safe travels. Thank you for your time, and we'll catch you when you're in Nashville at the Grand Ole Opry. All right, thank you so much. All right, bye. All right, take care. That wraps up another edition of the Josh Belcher Experience, and I'm your host, Josh Belcher. A special shout-out to Cardboard Films, Taylor and Peyton, doing the Caleb Sweet Hands Plant documentary, Sweet Hands. I had a really great time talking to them about uh, what's going on in his life. He is the IBF Super Middleweight Boxing Champion. He's from Middle Tennessee. Uh, that was a great discussion. Thanks to the guys for that. i also like to thank musical groups Sister Hazel, Mama Deer, and Holiday State for lending their time and talents and talking with me. Uh, Mark Magnamy for his weekly Markisms. He's on vacation this week in Philadelphia. Uh, safe travels to him. i uh, also like to thank my friend Sam Madewell for his co-hosting duties this week. Um, had a really good time. And I wanted to personally thank you, the listener, from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast. If you keep listening to them, I'll keep making them. If you know anybody that you think would be a good fit for an interview, have them hit me up, joshbelcher at hotmail.com. Now, I want you to have a super week, and remember, I love you for you and where you're at within your life. Take care. We'll catch you next time. All right, bye.